The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So SpI.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. SpI.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Lasagna. Lasagna? is the number one seller. Absolutely. Number one seller. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Do you guys still have the same size for lunch as you do for dinner? Yes, we do. Yes, we do, Sam. <laughs> Dad never. No, nothing Dad. changes. Dad, they have a beautiful bowl of lasagna. And I remember you told me your dad said, we give the same size for lunch at less. Now you have a little extra sausage or something on it for the evening or something. Yeah. So, that no, is we, great lasagna. Lunch, we got Does your mom make that? My mom makes everything. 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 And guess what? My mom makes everything at both places. Oh, oh come on! Yeah, yes, she makes all the all the. So all when she products. goes to Florida in well, the very near I, future, make, what do I, you do? Well, I make it too. My you, mom and I both make it. You make it too. Mm-hmm. You cook at home because I see no, your wife every you? once in a while going out grabbing food at some restaurant. Every, you, what, you see my wife every what? What did you say? No, once I see in a while? her every once in a, oh, every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> you must not go out as much as you used to then. Sunday nights, I used to yeah. see her come in almost every Sunday night. No, not every. One Sunday a month at Dublin Pub, but you move around by different. Well, we don't. I I don't. Uh, you know, I'm at. I eat. I'm pretty exclusive. My meals are either at Sputos or Papa Frank's because okay. we're always at work. But uh, yeah, she 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 eats out quite a bit. All right, let, let's go back a little bit before we talk. This is kind of certainly involved. Um, the the board, uh, BOS board, uh, that you're involved with, not the bank, but I'm talking about the center convention center. Um, you folks did something that is a step on the way to possibly an expansion of the convention center auditorium across the street into the parking lot. What did you have to do legally uh, as a board? Okay, well, first off, you know, ab- about before I joined the General Assembly, there was a bill passed called a TID, making TID districts legal in the state of Illinois. Okay. So TID districts are... Uh, tourism improvement districts that are being set up all across the country, and they were set up for hotel operators. Uh, what they do is allow the hotel operator to assess a fee. You know, everybody's going to a hotel and they see the different fees. Well, this would be a fee on a hotel bill. That money could then go for some sort of tourism improvement project. Okay. Uh, Doris Turner and I worked together, and in the last session, we there there was a bill that bill two years ago said that you can have these tourism improvement districts for five years. Five years. And then you'd have to renew it every five years and renew it every right. Now, these districts have to be approved by the hotel motel operators. This is nothing, you know, politicians can do. So the individual businesses have to get together and vote to have a tourism improvement district. So that's the first thing. So who would vote here in Springfield? It would be all the hotel. Well, it depends on what the district is. So so what we did is in order to... um, you know, be able to bond out to do a capital project. You can't do a capital project with five years of revenue. You need to have 20 years. Okay. So Doris and I worked together and had legislation put into the last budget that said in Sangamon County only, there can be a 20-year tourism improvement. District. Really? Yes. All right. So <clears throat> what we did at the last convention center meeting was, well, for a couple months, we put out RFPs for developing a tourism improvement district and all that. So after we got the RFPs back, at the last meeting we hired Civitas and Hurwitz and Joyner to kind of work together to develop this project. Uh, I presume that's a law firm? 
or, or a development. No, 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 no. This Civitas is somebody that they specifically build these ah, tours of improvement. There's gotcha. a lot of stuff that has to go through. So okay. we have now hired this outfit All right. to do this. They're starting the beginning process, building the tourism improvement district, telling you what the, the size of the district, who it would include, and all that. So we're going through all that. Once we have that built, then we have to take that to the hotel motel operators and they would have to decide if they're willing to build this tourism improvement district. So they have, we have not given them the district plan yet, and that is being developed right now. So we will give that plan to the hotel operators. They will decide if then they want to go forward with it. If they say no, if they do not vote to approve that, then it's over. We cannot do it. But if they do do it, then you have to have some public hearings, and then the law says that we have to take it to the Sangamon County Board they would have to approve this district. And then if it does, then we could build, because the bill in the legislature says specifically for the expansion of the Bank of Springfield Center. And so therefore, the the money that would go on to hotel rooms would all go to build a convention center. This would be strictly convention space, take us from a Tier 3 convention center up to a Tier 2 convention center, increase the number of conventions we would get in town, you know, higher level conventions, bigger money spending conventions. Uh, and it, I think it would be a boom for the downtown actually revitalize sure. the downtown. It, it, it would be a humongous project that in combination with what they're doing over at the County with the intermodal transportation system, right. have it all flow together. And you're talking about a big league project for Springfield. You got to remember, you know, and I, and I know some people say, Oh, why do you want that? Well, Peoria just got $25 million from the state to, refurbish their convention center and they're our number one competitor so in order to be competitive or in order us for us to tear up in the conventions we get this is something we think is necessary so we will see you know if that's something the when did this about. company you hire when do they plan to have it finalized we have to have this finalized and to the county board by december or the law goes away we have by to, december by december so we are wow we are fast tracking this right now so they will, when you say the motel, is you go to the association? The association. Association yeah. must have, agree. Yeah, they have to vote, you know, and it, it's a weighted vote by hotels. Ah, uh, okay. You have to have, sign, you know, they have to sign a document saying they're for it and all that. So all of the. It's very, mo- it's more complex. So this is no, not No, I understand. You know, like everybody just shows these pretty pictures and th- like think this is going to happen. There's a lot that has to be done quickly to get it to happen there's a lot of pieces of the puzzle that have to be put together once the county board agree then architects hired or what do you do next yeah that then then we then we would start the process this be all under the jurisdiction of the board correct well and the county and the city okay we're we're all working on how how we how we do this so you know the mayor's going to have to be on board the the county board's going to have to be on board i mean every we're all working together and we we all know about it and we're having meetings going on on how this would all work. Is there a chance, I mean, would it just be convention-spaced, or is there a chance you would add a couple floors to this thing for other purposes? Well, there there is the potential to uh, put ho- more hotel, another hotel on top of this. Ah. We're designing it, and that was it, our schematics that we've done. That's not a done deal. That would all be done by private money if somebody wanted to do that. What do you hear, uh, again, not necessarily state representative, but certainly downtown, what do you hear? Is there any talk now about the Wyndham at all? Uh, I haven't, but, you know, I think if you get this project done, I think there's going to be a lot of talk about the Wyndham. It would spur them on, I would think. Oh, absolutely. I would think. This would be a a huge boom for the hotel motel business in uh, the city. You go along with the sports park that's, you know, going to get together. 
big boom for the hotel industry, big boom for, and a big boom in the hotel industry is a big boom for Springfield because it'll be. Are, are you going, uh, is it just the parking lot, the Sangamon yeah, County, only, it, just it, the yeah, parking lot? It would only go to the parking lot. Go to that, the alley there. It's yeah, not going to yeah, go correct. and impact Saputo's or yeah, that's right. a legal firm that's in there or right. so on, yeah. just up to mm-hmm. the parking lot. Correct. Wow. And if it goes, well, you can't even guess when they even start digging on that by the time architect designed. And- you, you're, you're looking at, so if, if we get this done, yeah, you know, 2020, you know, it probably start 2025. Really? Well, that's what I would hope. That's your guess. 2025. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that brings you up to date there, folks. And the general assembly very much involved in this. Let me say, believe maybe is where you were. Why did you go down to the border? Well, <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, I was asked to go down by FAIR, which is Federation for um, American Immigration Reform. Okay. And I did go down as a state rep. They What they did is they had sheriffs and state reps from all across the country down. I was the only one from Illinois that accepted the invitation, and I went down. Um, eye-opening experience, Sam. A lot different than what we see on <clears throat> TV. Well, there you just that the issues are, are a lot different. I mean, when you are seeing on TV, you're seeing Eagle Pass. Which right. was about three hours uh, west oh, okay. w- west of where I was. Okay, at. I was in McAllen, Texas, down on the Rio Grande. Went down the Rio Grande River, uh, and it and it starts off where you meet with five county sheriffs, and they talk about what they have to go through. You know, I think a lot of times people don't understand that Texas is a very you know large geographic area, but not real populous down by the border. So uh, when you look at Eagle Pass, there's twenty eight thousand people there, fifty thousand people invaded in two days. And then everybody says, well, the governor of Texas, what's he doing sending them up here? Well, if you can't take 150,000 people in the city of Chicago or 150,000 people in the city of New York, how do you think these small towns can take 50,000 people when there's only 28,000 of them? And uh, I mean, these people are under siege down there. Uh, they're trying to fight it. You know, they've got what they call the Texas volunteers, people like you and me, go out on these ranches and we camp out with night vision and goggles to call in to the border patrol so that they can spot the people coming across. And what's happening is you see what's going on in Eagle Pass and that's what they show on TV, but that's a distraction because while they're, those people are coming and they're going there to turn themselves in, they're coming across the border. They're waiting for the American government to pick them up. They want to be picked up by the American government because then they get hospitalization in this trek to get here is horrific. It is a human crisis like you've never seen. See, what they tell you down there is that while they're doing this diversion, the cartel is moving in in other areas. Criminals, rapists, drugs are moving in through the other area. So when you put that many people in certain areas, it takes all the resources to go and process them. So it leaves the border open in so many different places. Uh, It's a fentanyl crisis. What they talk about is how the drug use, the drugs coming into America have just doubled because of this fentanyl and the cartel is bringing it all in along with the Chinese. The Chinese are supplying it to the Mexican cartels The Mexican cartels are bringing it in. So they're making tons and tons of money. The next thing that they're doing down there and where this is, this is not me saying this is undercover video from the DEA, the government people showing you the sex trafficking that's going on of these women and children is just disgusting. And they show the videos of them coming across what's happening to them you go in the jungles there in mexico in the, in the forest or whatever it is the dead bodies the corpses laying all over we were at a ranch this guy's got a twenty thousand square foot ranch it's 80 miles off the border and what they do is they have to patrol up there because if people get through the border they think aha we're free 
And so then they're going through different checkpoints. They have another checkpoint 80 miles off the border. And, uh, you know, in one year's time, they found 200 dead bodies on this ranch in this, mm. in this county. 200. I mean, it is unbelievable what you see. The death toll and the drugs, it's a national crisis. What needs to happen is the drug cartels need to be considered terrorist organizations so we can go after them. And that's what they want down there in Texas. Went to McAllen, Texas on the border. How long were you there? About a week? No, just three days. Three days. Uh, is it people coming across? What are they telling you? Are they all Hispanic, Mexican, Venezuelan? No, they're, you know, they're from all over the world. Really? You'd be, you'd be surprised. A lot of Chinese are coming across. And that's the concerning part about this. This fentanyl. They with, said that. You could see that. Yeah. The well, Chi- you, we, we couldn't see it. We could see it in their undercover surveillance. Uh, I mean, they weren't coming across while we were there. Okay. Yeah. But no, they but they, Chinese coming across Chinese, the Chinese, Russians from all over the world. People from all over the world are coming. So it's kind of a misnomer. Everybody thinks people are just coming from Mexico. Yeah. No, this is all over the world. They're coming, and we've got to secure the border. To to give you the gist of what they want down there is they want the federal government to declare the cartels as is terrorist organizations so they can attack. The people in Texas say, listen, we can clear this up in a month. You give us the resources, we can stop it. But it's got to be stopped. They show you the undercover footage of these cartels. They're not guys with 38s, you know, sticking people up. These are armored divisions. They're, they've got army units down there in Mexico. And there is no difference, they will tell you, there is no difference between the drug cartels and the Mexican government. Right. That the cartels control the Mexican government. There's tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of people dying all the time on this drug road. But it doesn't get covered because... The cartels control the media and they control the government and all that. What the what the people in Texas, the Border Patrol, and all the people down there say, you know what, you, you can secure the border. You, you build the wall, drones, you put more manpower on there. But what you've got to do is you've got to freeze up the money. Right now, the American government gives the Mexican government money. You stop that. Because when you stop the money, then that gets their attention and all that. But right now, they're making money from the government, just giving government-to-government money. They're making money on bringing fentanyl into the country. They're making money on sex trafficking. And, I mean, that that was the most horrific thing that I've ever seen. They had little kids that had been back, been transported, sold to individuals to bring them back and forth, to rape them, do whatever they want to them. 17 times they had this kid had been back and forth 17 times. And then... They're getting charging eight thousand dollars a person. All those people you keep that paid eight thousand dollars to the cartel just to get through there to get to the United States of America because we've got an administration that promises them everything, and so they think when we get here, you know, we're going to get a phone, a car, a place to live, you know, get to go to the hospital and everything else. I was amazed at how kind the border patrol was. I mean, when they get there, you know, they take really good care of these people, and they don't have the resources. I mean, if you have a town of twenty thousand uh, people and fifty thousand new people show up. You know, you can't even go to the hospital in these towns. So if you get sick, Sam, you have a heart attack, and O'Day have a heart attack at the same time, you're not getting in because there's no beds for you because they've got to take care. They're required to take care of everybody. Final question. Yeah. Fentanyl in our water supply? Do they talk about that? Well, that's that's a concern. This fentanyl, they show you so. They uh, found a fentanyl plant just inside the border. So the DEA went over there six hours after they had raided. As they're going in, they can't figure out, they're about 20 miles out from where this plant is. There's dead cows, dead deer, dead birds everywhere. And they're like, what is going on? Everything, the vegetation was dead. And they couldn't figure out what it was. So when they got there, what they figured out is this fentanyl has gotten into their water source 
and that water source it kills everything around it for a 20 mile for a 20 mile radius around the uh, around the compound so this stuff is extremely dangerous extremely potent it's killing our children we need to declare war on the cartels and stop this to save america that's what has to be done fantastic experience i'm glad you yes, have to go I, I am too yeah right good thanks for stopping right, thank in. you appreciate it buddy uh-huh. Bye. mike coffee jr stop you've been listening to the newhoff media podcast network for more visit newhoffmedia.com